You've selected a show from the Podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network. Disability After Dark with Andrew Gerza. The podcast shining a bright light on disability, sexuality, and everything in between. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Come As You Are is Canada's only worker-owned co-op sex shop. Trans-owned and operated, Come As You Are carefully reviews and curates their selection of sex toys, books, and DVDs. Now you can get 15% off your next purchase at comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Hey there, Disability After Dark listeners, Andrew here. I want to tell you all about a really awesome deal that I got from my friends and new sponsors, Adam and Eve, the number one adult toy superstore. They reached out to me and they said, Andrew, we love Disability After Dark. We love your show. We love what you're doing. And we were wondering if you wanted to run some ads for us. And I was like, fuck yes, I do. But what are my awesome listeners going to get if I run ads for you? What are they going to get out of this? And they came back with a really fantastic deal that I want to share with you right now. I hope you're getting comfy, cozy, and crippled because this deal is pretty great. If you go to AdamEve.com, you can pick out almost any item in the store, almost any one item in the store, for 50% off. That means you can get one dildo, one lube, and one thing of lingerie, if you want, for 50% off. And then, once you get that one item for half price, they throw in even more free stuff. Let me tell you all about it. Okay, so you got your one item at half price in your bag, and you're ready to go, but guess what? This offer also includes 10 free items on top of that that other item. So you get one free item for penis havers, one free item for vulva havers, one free item for couples, and then you also get six free movies from the AdamEve.com website. You can get your favorite porn or an educational film. I love free movies. They're so awesome. This is such a great deal. And then, on top of that, you also get free shipping. What could be better? This is such a great offer. So, to redeem this great offer, what you're going to do is you're going to go to AdamEve.com. You're going to go to checkout and you're going to type in DarkPod. That's D-A-R-K-P-O-D at checkout. And you're going to get one item, almost anything in the store, at 50% off. And then you're going to get those 10 free gifts, absolutely free, as part of your offer. This is such a great deal. And this is just for you, Disability After Dark listeners. And I hope you run over to AdamEve.com and take advantage of it right now. Content warning. The language content and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hello, hello there. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for clicking on this brand new episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability, sexuality, and everything in between. My name is, of course, Andrew Gerza. I'm your disabled Dick Smith, your number one queer cripple, your disability awareness consultant, All those things rolled in one, so I hope that you are comfy, cozy, and crippled, whatever that means for you, and let's get this show started. Holy crap, Disability After Dark listeners, we are almost at episode 200. This one is going to be episode 170, and I, wow, that's like, wow, goodness, this is like, whoa, we're almost at 200 episodes, that's amazing, wow. Like, that, I, I cannot believe it. So, just want to say thank you for sticking it out. I'm excited to see where we go in 2020, and I cannot wait for you to hear today's episode. If you want to support the show, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark. Pledge as little as $1 a month or as much as $5 a month to get a, a weird, awkward shout-out for me where I play with your name and make a weird pun and thank you. 
Or you can pledge $5 a month and build a show with me where we can decide together what kind of show you want to hear on the show, which would be great for me because I want to expand this show out to be more than just about sexuality and to talk about disability as a whole. So I want to hear from you what kind of shows you want to hear. I also want to remind you that if you want to submit a letter for a Minnesota or just a letter generally that I can read during a show, I want to hear from you about what the show means to you. I want to hear from you about your experiences being disabled. I want to hear from you because this show is also very much about you, the listener, and you help the show go a lot. People that listen, the people that listen are, are from the disability community, and I want to make this show really user-friendly and and community-centric, so I want to hear from you. So you can send in things for Minnesota or your ideas to disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. But let's get on with the show today. This is an episode today that I am so nervously excited to bring to you because you get to kind of see a side of my life that I talk about a lot, but I don't actually talk to the people that I do it with on the air a lot. So this is new. Last December, around this time, we did an episode with my sex worker friend Raj where we talked about the sex we have together, and he was a guest on the show kind of digitally. And I wanted to revisit the idea of talking to guys that I've fucked and people that I've hung out with and people that I've had sex with. And and I wanted to interview someone that I really, really have a great time with and someone that I really have gotten to know over the last couple years. And I was so nervous to do this interview because one of my favorite sex workers of all time is John Shield. He's somebody that I've worked with now for almost three years and we've been working together as a client and having companion touch sessions for almost three years. And he is somebody that I just, I fucking think this guy is so awesome. And it made me so nervous to even ask him to come on the show and talk about this because I was sure he'd be like, oh, I'm not sure, but I don't know. I'm not sure. But we he is somebody that I really, really like a lot. We have a great time. And he's he's a sex worker that I just admire. And we've been working together, like I said, for three years. And I said, I emailed him the other day and said, would you want to come on the show and just have a chat with me and he was like sure how do you want to do it and I just said I just want to talk about I want to talk with you about our experiences with you being a sex worker and me being your your first disabled client can we chat about that and he was like yeah sure so we he came in the studio and sat beside me while I asked him like questions about his first time with a disabled client me what that felt like for him and we talk about what he enjoys with me as a client we talk about what advice he would give to sex workers who want to work with disabled clients or are approached but with questions by disabled clients who might want to hire them. It was a really important look into working as a sex worker but also working with a disabled client and what that means. And also, John Shield is just, he's fucking adorable. I don't know, I don't know how to be more frank with you. He's literally just, he's so hot. This interview was really hard for me to do because we, we had to sit in like, joke and banter also what i what i really enjoyed about this interview was that he he's really smart quick-witted and he's funny and we just had a good time and so this is a really important interview for me to share with you because you get to see a glimpse into my sex life with somebody that i have sex with a lot who i respect and i'm really and we also oh yeah we also shot a porn recently for him he and i so we talk about that too and we talk about kind of the the the, what it's like to shoot a porn together and what that was like for us. And it was just a really fun 45-minute interview with the dude that I have sex with. And, and um, yeah, I wanted to bring that to you. He's a great guy, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy that he came on the show to talk about his experiences with me and what it was like for him. So I'm going to stop rambling because even recording this interview, this this intro to this interview makes me nervous as hell because I really want to make sure that, that I do him justice. But he told me to say that this interview is raw and uncut with John Shield. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get to it right now, right here on Disability After Dark. John Shield, hello. We're gonna... We're sharing a microphone. Hello. How are you today, Andrew? I'm good. How are you? I'm a little bit nervous about this podcast, but let's get this underway. 
wow, you're so professional. We're going to get it underway. Sure. Um, so I gave the audience a bit of an intro of who you are and why you're here today. But why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who you are, what you do? I'm John Shield. I am a uh, sex worker and uh, adult film actor. Uh, I do a lot of other things, but those are just two of the big things that I do. Uh, I have been working with Andrew for almost three years now, right? Two, two, and, a, two and a bit? Almost three, yeah. Two and a bit, almost three. Yeah, that's um, right. And today we're going to talk about what gonna... that's like, and he's going to ask me questions, and I'm going to try and answer them and not sound like a douche. I mean, I like kind of like douches, though, so it's all right. I'm okay with it. Uh, so, so um, I have questions, which I have to pull up. Let me do that, because I didn't prepare when... Well, while you're pulling them up, I guess I can talk more to the audience. Um, so, I don't know what to say. Pull it, pull it up faster. What do you... What do you... Why don't you describe uh, your what you're wearing today? I'm wearing a tight negligee that's black and lacy. I'm joking. I'm wearing cute jeans and uh, a t-shirt from a party that I help uh, put together in San Francisco uh, with my pack. My pack is called Fog City Pack. Our parties are Alpha, Beta, Omega, and we run mm, three to four times a year. Um, and bring in local and uh, other DJs. Awesome. You're looking super uh, bro-y right now, which I I appreciate, and I'm, I'm okay with that. So um, also the goal of this whole hour will be, will be to embarrass you and make you feel weird the whole time. So prepare yourself for that. I'm already feeling weird, so you're already getting off to a good start. Amazing. I have found the questions that I want to start with, and... Um, Question one I have for you, John, is so like what you just said, we've been working together now for almost three years, which feels really weird because wow, um, and we've been working together as a client and as a worker for that time, and as I understand, I'm I am your first and only wheelchair using disabled client, as I understand. Uh, this is correct. You are my first and only wheelchair using client. Um, uh, that's kind of cool and an honor. Why don't you kind of tell me about like when I approached you to start working together and I told you that I was in a wheelchair and I have a disability. What, what did you, how did you feel about that? Um, I was a little nervous and scared as I'd never worked with anyone in a wheelchair and I didn't know what differences I would need to do with a companion uh, session, which is what we do. We do companion sessions, which are touch-based. Um, so it was a lot of just getting over my nerves and coming over for the first time. And you remember I was I was kind of nervous when I arrived the first time. Oh, my God. That first, that first Our first meeting was both of us sitting in my house trying to figure out what the fuck to do next. <laughs> it was it was it was a little unnerving, but we got past it. Um I only bumped your joystick on your wheelchair twice, I think. And then we realized that maybe we should flip it up. Um did we even use the hoist we did use the hoist the first time, right? Yeah, we did. We totally did. And the hoist for those who are listening that the hoist is like the hoist lift, the special lift I used to get in out of bed. So we did use the hoist because I wanted to show you right away what to do. And I, but I remember we spent like 10 minutes making weird small talk with each other about like the weather and about like, hey, so yeah. And we like, we, 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 had, we had our first session in October. And I remember we, uh, we were like, yeah, it's getting colder. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. And both of us were going to like figure out how to move from like, so yeah, the weather's cold. Uh, do you want to get naked now? Like, neither of us knew how to do that. It was really, it was so awkward. <laughs> It was awkward, but we got past it. Uh, the hoist was a little bit of a challenge, but also kind of fun because not only did you get we get to lift you up in it, but I believe I was using it to support myself while I was riding you too. Also correct. That's a, and that's the thing we do regularly now when we have sex, which I really enjoy because it's you know those those 
pieces of equipment are not usually talked about in sex play, and so to have that there is kind of cool. Well, that and it makes it a lot easier when your partner that you're with um, has limited mobility um, and they're in positions that are comfortable for them. It allows me to like hold myself up and make sure that you're still comfortable and I'm comfortable and everyone's having a good time while I'm riding you or making out. You totally, completely. Um, so you said you were a little bit nervous and you had some fears on our first meeting. What were some of those fears and like what did how like walk me through kind of ironically because I can't walk it's funny but <laughs> but roll you through it yeah roll me through like what the what the, the what the fear was. Well, uh, a couple of my fears is that I wouldn't really satisfy what your needs were. I wasn't quite sure what you needed other than uh, touch-based therapy. Um, and I'm, I, the first couple of sessions, I was always really concerned that I was going to hurt you or do something that was like uncomfortable to you. And then finally I got over that. And now I know that you can take a lot more than I was expecting and there's just certain positions I have to work you into, but really past that, um, that's what the most main nerves were. I see. And I didn't know any of this because I think when we first started having sessions, I think I got the sense from you and correct me if I'm wrong. I got the sense that you were like, you put on a bit of the John shield facade, which is, which John shield facade. (laughs) He, he is a bit of a character. Um, I, me as a sex worker, I do uh, step out of my real self, and I do have a bit of a persona sometimes, depending on who I'm working with. Everyone gets a little bit of different variation on my character. Um, I am a lot more comfortable with Andrew now, so he gets he gets to see a lot of my like joking and douchery and just being comically funny. Because I am hysterical, as you can all tell by my voice. Um, well, no, but I just, I just, <laughs> I just think that I just remember our first couple of sessions. It was so. I think you were trying to figure me out, and I was trying to figure you out, and I was, and because we had never worked together before, we were trying to, I think, have these boundaries to both protect ourselves and like make sure that if it didn't go past one or two sessions that we both got what we needed from it. And I think that that was really, once we got through that, I feel like our sessions opened up a lot more. Well, I just feel that like when I'm seeing someone more often, then it's easier to let them in and it's easier to actually build a rapport with them. So you get to learn each other's idiosyncrasies and like little triggers, like good triggers and bad triggers like you and I have like fun little names for each other once in a while, but stuff like that. It's it's just it's a comfort area because we see each other so often. It's like coming over and seeing a friend and just throwing him down on a bed. Like it's it's different than someone that I see maybe once. Yeah, and so I, but I think I also think the the John Shield character was important for you to to just see how I would respond to that because maybe I wanted a character. Maybe I wanted the fantasy because of my disability and because like my, my world is so often I'm touched by strangers all the time. So maybe I, maybe I wouldn't wanted a fantasy and maybe another disabled client would want that from you. Well, yeah, the, there, there is a certain fantasy aspect to coming in and what that persona is. Cause he is very John and himself is a very confident character. Um, so he does push that a little bit, but me in real life is actually a little bit nervous and cautious and See, awkward. And I mean, that's the person that's the, that is the mixture of those two people are the, is the person that I see now. And I think that that's, that makes me comfortable too, because as a disabled person, I am constantly awkward and weird and, and uncomfortable because my body doesn't have a space in these spaces. So to know that you also feel that way makes our sessions so much more organic, I think. I would agree. And like my goofy awkwardness does play off against your awkwardness. So we do have quite a bit of fun when, when we see each other. 
I mean, we spend pretty much the first 20 minutes of every session just being weird with each other. And I feel like that feels nice because there isn't like, with other sex workers that I've worked with, it's solely the persona and they come in and they do the job and they go and that's fine. And I, I can appreciate that. But it feels, I often feel like I'm missing something because I'm like, oh, we didn't, we didn't laugh during that session. Well, there's most of our sessions are like that, but then there's sessions that I just show up and you're like, no, get me in my bed. So we do work around your needs, um, but we do have a, a really good rapport and get to play off each other. And even when we are getting down and dirty, I'm still trying to make you laugh. We, <laughs> there have been so many moments where you're on top of me and we're, we're supposed to be having a hot sex and we both look at each other and just start falling apart laughing. There have been many times, and I enjoy that because, especially in in gay male spaces, there's this there's this presumption that we have to it has to look a certain way and be a certain way, and it's often when you see it in porn and when you see those things in porn, it's often not fun. And so I like that when we spend time together, we can play with that, and I think that's really important. Any other thoughts on that? Cool. Um, what was your experience of disabled bodies before meeting me? Do you have any anyone you know in your life? Anyone? Um... Not that I can think of. Um, wow. Like, I know I have some hearing impaired friends, um, which I kind of wish I spoke sign language, um, but it, is, it isn't something I have picked up yet. But no, my... My circle, because most most of the work that I do is like later on in the evening or behind closed doors. I don't. If someone doesn't reach out to me, then I don't generally get that social group in my bubble. Um, I have a very close knit group of friends. So there's like five or six of us. And I don't really have disabled people that that enter into my bubble. I don't really have new people that enter into my bubble very often. I didn't realize that I was like your first wheelchair using person in life that's I mean wow that like that <laughs> that blows my mind a little bit and, and makes me feel like a whole heft of responsibility to like teach you all the things and this is my teacher everyone uh oh I'm I'm a shitty teacher everyone needs yeah you are like wow <laughs> <laughs> wow okay if anyone else wants to take me on as a student I'm available Wow, all right. The, 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 I get it. The shade, the shade. Um, all right, so tell me what's, just generally, what's your most favorite part of being a sex worker? My favorite part about being a sex worker. Um, there's a couple of things. I am an introvert mostly so actually being forced to go out and meet new people I actually enjoy um, especially since it's generally behind closed doors and I don't have to talk to a large group of people I hate you talking mean, like, you mean sort of like right now where your voice is being projected to probably a couple thousand people no I'm pretending it's just you and me talking and these other people don't exist okay that's I'm good with that um my favorite part about being a sex worker. I really like human contact. So being able to like touch and feel and like make other people tremble is actually like my favorite part. I'm giggling because our playful persona is <laughs> is very much not that. So that's surprising to me. I get to play and feel with your brain. <laughs> well, I feel bad for you. My brain is damaged, so... Uh... Yeah, so... Wow. Um, and to, to build on that question, what has been your favorite part of being of working with me as a sex worker? What, what things... Yeah, talk me through that. You mean other than the gummy bears and cookies that you bribe me with? Yes, other than the things that I bribe you with to be here. <laughs> um... I really enjoy that you aren't like every other client. You have a sense of humor and you bring with you like the hoist. I love, I love the hoist. 
um, you're fun to be around. Even when you're having a bad day, I can I can say something and it like flips that switch, and you seem to just open right back up. So that's what I like about being with you. Well, I uh, and I I enjoy that with you too. I feel like I spend a lot of my time alone. I spend a lot of time in this apartment working and doing stuff and. He spends a lot of time alone because I keep telling him to leave the house, and he won't leave the house. <sighs> Leaving the house when you're disabled is super hard, and it takes a lot of work and energy, and transit is fuckery. And so, yeah, I hear you, but also, like, people and people say that to me all the time, and I'm just going to go on a sidebar. People say that to me all the time. Leave the house. And I'm like, you need to realize that my house is my comfort zone where all my stuff is, where my care is. So when people are like, oh, just leave, I'm like, do you realize how much work it would take for me to actually get out of the house? And I know you guys don't might not understand that, but this is like an inside joke with me and Andrew. I'm constantly telling him to leave the house, and I know that it's a hard thing for him to do, but it's just me pushing in a loving way. Oh, loving. Loving. Um, I keep losing my notes, which just makes it super hard to interview you and pretend to be professional. Um, You're pretending really well. Aren't I? So tell me more of the things you enjoy we're doing with me as a client. If you have more things you want to share. What can I say on here? You can say all the things, go. All the things? This is, it's an explicit, it's an explicit So I can talk right? about how I really enjoy how thick your dick is. I mean. And how it feels going in. Um, I really enjoy that. Um, I really enjoy how eager you are to... Uh, please me as well as uh, let me try and please you. And I mean, that's nice because so often in my experiences with men, I feel like because I'm the disabled one, they feel responsibility to only get me off and to, to, to make sure that Andrew came or Andrew had a good time, which is important. But part of what I, and I say this all the time in the show, I really enjoy pleasuring other people because it shows me that I can do it, which is something I've often been told that I can't do. I mean, I can vouch that you're good at it. Um, I also really enjoy that I can sometimes make you come just by whispering in your ear while I'm stroking your dick. I mean, I mean, I, and I, I, again, that's something that I've talked about a little bit on the show. So if anybody wants to make me come on the spot, that's all you got to do right there. Um, what was I what is my next question? Um, yeah, so we've kind of talked. We've the next question was we have a good rapport, which we've kind of gone over. So I'm going to just skip that one. Um, so we recently shot my first porn. You've been doing porn now for what five years now? Yeah. So we together recently shot my first porn for Himeros, where we had to recreate a scene from Himeros.tv's website. Um, and I remember when we were looking up the scene. We were looking at which scene would work for my body and what scene that I could physically do. And you picked a scene where we had to play brothers. And you brought it up to me and said, hey, this is a big good one. I remember looking at the looking at the content and being like, oh, we're playing brothers? Okay, that was, a, that was, a new, it was new for me. Well, the brothers aspect was secondary because I kind of like incest porn. Um, but... The scene itself led very easily to the two of us being in a room together and being on top of each other and like showing love and support and education because it was a very, it was, it was the two brothers and one of them just comes out to the other and he's like, kind of teach me how to do this thing. Um, so it was a little bit of that and it just, it allowed me to basically show you caring and let us use your wheelchair in it. Let us use your hoist in it. So it was showing every aspect of what it actually is for you to go through the act of sex. And those are one of the, that's one of the things I loved doing with you in the, in the planning for the scene. Like we spent a good, there's a whole text chain of us talking about like, okay, what's going to work? And, and what do you want to have in the scene? And I, I, I kept saying to you, like, I want my chair involved. Well, and your chair and the hoist were the easiest things to involve. The worst part of the whole shoot was the mirrors that you have in your room and making sure that nobody saw the cameraman. I mean, it's true. We shot it in my home because my home is... 
I want to. I mean, no, my home's not really not that accessible. It's, I can get my hoistworthy. Yeah, my my chairs in there, but the, my home is not actually that accessible. So we shot it in my house, and yeah, the mirrors were the mirrors were a tough sell. Um, but I really appreciated that we. I really liked that time that we spent talking about how the scene would work and how much, and it really made me excited to work with you in this capacity because I was like, wow, he really took it seriously. Like he took seriously what we had to do to make this work. Well, yeah. And like, it's, we actually probably discussed this scene more than most shoots that I do with uh, studios. Yeah, we did. And I mean, I, I think it also made, it made me feel really proud to, to hear you be like, oh, well, what would work with your body? To what, How would this work? And to see, because again, m- sometimes my views of gay men in the industry and in just gay men generally are that they couldn't give a fuck about someone's bot- someone, what their needs are. And so to see you actively say like, look at the scenes that would work for you and let me know which one you like really told me like, oh, wow, this person does give a shit about how this will look and does understand that my disabled body needs different things. So I remember when we were talking about that, I was like, this is going to be really important because the person that I'm working with actually cares. <laughs> yeah, I actually cared. I wanted you to feel comfortable in the shoot. I wanted everyone that was watching it to see that it's it's just like sleeping with anyone else. Like there is no, yes, there's different equipment that you have to use sometimes. Yes, your body doesn't do the same thing everyone else's does, but you still feel touch. You still feel love. You still like, it's just showing that it, it really isn't any different. And do you think having done this scene with me, did it give you like ideas for other studios did it give you like did it open up your ideas on how other studios can incorporate disability into their porn and all i don't really get to say that for other studios but i do hope that other studios do watch this and do like start looking outside of the box of the what they have been shooting and start using other like bodies and forms and people that they generally haven't been shooting i mean i i think i love this scene because i think and i'll say it i think it's iconic because it's one of two scenes that i've ever seen in my whole and i've, I've watched a lot of porn a lot of porn so like it's two scenes in my whole thing of porn that i've watched where somebody was a power wheelchair user and they were having sex that was enjoyable and they were enjoying it. I've, n- I've never seen that on screen before so i was I remember when when I was sent the final cut, I was like, wow, this is important because you get to see my hoist, you get to see the chair, you get to see you lifting me out of my chair, you get to see <laughs> that too. You get to see like, you get to see me, you get to see us making out in the chair, which again, I think is an iconic image because we don't, you don't see that ever. So I really felt like the scene is important and I... I don't know if I'll do more, but I know that I've helped, that we've helped to sh- maybe shift, maybe create change in the industry. I hope so. I hope so too. Um, I hope that this opens up a lot of things for um, a lot of people. Uh, everyone just needs to, to look at uh, people more as people instead of just. I don't know what I'm trying... I don't know how how to say this. So I'm going to pass the mic back to Andrew. Cool. And I'll just... I don't know how to say way out of that. So <laughs> I'm going to just go right into my next question. Um, so... Uh, what advice would you give to non-disabled gay male sex workers or any sex worker, really, who might be approached by a disabled person looking for an encounter? You know, the, the disabled person might be frustrated with their lack of being able to access sex and reach out. What is, and so let's say that, you know, somebody get, gets contacted by a disabled, a potential client who's disabled. What advice would you give them when they're, you know, past the initial email? How do you, what advice would you give them to, 
um, to start that conversation? Ask all the questions that are running through your head. Anytime that you're that somebody contacts you, um, just ask the questions. Ask them. So you're in a wheelchair. Great. What does that mean to you? What kind of sex are you looking for? Just ask all the questions so that you can make uh, an informed decision. And if it is something that you're going to be uncomfortable with, just let them know and let them know why. Um, because they might be able to alleviate some of those nerves and it might work for you. Or you might have somebody else, another sex worker friend that you know would be able to. And then you can pass that information on to them. It might just be you linking them up with somebody else that might just be more comfortable. And so what are, and I know kind of we talked about this on our on our first session, but what were some of the first questions when I reached out to you that you had that you maybe didn't have, didn't know how to ask or oh god you're making me think back that far I'm getting old and don't remember things um what did I ask I think I asked uh about your wheelchair a bit I asked uh how do I get you into bed um what you were so and to be honest, I, w- I was so scared of you because you were so, and again, because you had to be professional. You were, you were like the one, you were like two, two word sentences like, yep, okay, so how do I, and I was so afraid to like give you that info because I was like, wow, he's super professional. I have to like, I have to know what the fuck to tell him. So I was, <laughs> I remember when you asked me that stuff, I was like, okay, I'll just give him one word answers. All right, good. And and that's another thing. Like if if you are going in and you're trying to contact a sex worker to to have a touch base session or a session at all, don't be nervous about asking them to feel to to fulfill your needs. You have an understanding of what it is you're looking for. They can't read your mind. So let them know. And I think this is I think this is why also our scene is so important because in so many gay scenes that I've watched and I'm sure you've shot, it's very much shown that like there is no discussion. There is no Well, and I think that's a very important fact within like Himeros. Their studio themselves are very loving, touch based. There's a storyline. So if you're looking at like a lot of other porn studios, it's wham, bam, get it in there, get off where Hemeros really builds that storyline and allows you to, to like fall in love with the couple before they start to going into it. I mean, we're kind of, we're kind of a gay porn power couple now. I mean, I, mean, I had to say it because <laughs> I had to say it. I just rolled my eyes. And John doesn't have feelings. It's fine. Um, <laughs> um, and so what, and you kind of alluded to this just now, so what advice would you then give to disabled clients reaching out to sex workers? How, like, how, would, how should they start? Like, my go-to question is like, hey, I think you're super hot. Have you ever been with a wheelchair-using client before? And I'll let them answer, and then, we'll, then I'll say something like, oh, wanna, wanna try that with me or something? I like how you like move into your breathy voice when you're asking those questions. Um, I would say ask all the questions. Um, start off your conversation with, hi, I'm blah, 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 in a wheelchair. Uh, I'm looking for somebody that will come over and touch me, put me in my bed, make out with me, whatever your needs are that you need to get met. Um, but explain maybe what some of the restrictions might be. Yeah, and I think when we... I don't remember what if I did that with you. I, I think we kind of learned as we went because I think I was worried about, like, if I give him all the restrictions, he won't think I'm sexy and then therefore not want to come over. See, and then that leads you to, like, somebody showing up and then being super nervous and maybe not being able to feel, fulfill what the contract is between the two of you and have a, an enjoyable session for both of you. It might feel rushed. It, they might just be trying to get in there and get off. 
Do you think there's a way, and I don't, I don't know, this is just a question that I have. Do you think there's a way to convey what those limitations are in a way that's like, hey, I'm fuckable, like, hey, I'm, I'm worthy of this? Yes. Tell them. <laughs> like, you can't make, we can't read your mind over a text message or emails. It's like, be very upfront and just be for, forward with all of your emotions and what you need to talk to. And I think for many of us, for many disabled people, when they're encountering sex, because again, we don't have, we don't have, have handbooks or or visuals or porn that would allow for somebody to say like, "Hey, I'm we're I'm a wheelchair user. We're gonna fuck now on camera." But my limitations are no, 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 no. So I think even I mean even when we shot our thing, we didn't do that. So I would love to, I'd love to see more porn that showed that from the disabled perspective, so that it could still be seen as something that was sexy. Because, I mean, that's where, when we first started hanging out, I felt so, I was so concerned about telling you what I needed. And we talked about this because I was so worried about, if I tell him this, it's going to mean that I'm super disabled, he's going to freak out and leave. Have any thoughts other than you rolling your eyes? Oh, I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm looking into the back of my head to try and think of what to say. Um, you might go through a lot of questions with a lot of different escorts or sex workers before you find the right one that's going to work with you. You've gone through, you've met several people that just don't meet well with your needs. So you can't, it might be very, very difficult to talk to them about it, but it's it's weeding the bad ones out. And unfortunately, you might get your feelings hurt a little bit while you're talking about it, but don't internalize that. It's not you. It's that they just don't know how to deal with it, and it might be uncomfortable for them as well. And, I mean, yes, and that's why I keep... That's why you and I have worked together for almost three years because there's such a comfort level now I can just be totally disabled with you and it doesn't matter anymore. And so like, I remember one, one session we had where we, just, where we were just walking around and we weren't, we were just outside going around and it, I was like, oh, this feels nice because I don't have to worry about like all the things and he knows what my needs are and we can just, we went shopping for like groceries, which is a, which is a totally different session than what we normally do, but it was nice to like just be in that space with you and be comfortable. But that's the great thing about a companion or touch base session is that it doesn't necessarily have to be completely sexual. It can just be, I just need someone to come and like hang out with me for a bit. You spend so much time in your apartment that I feel great when I get to come over and we have that like 20 minute discussion that we're just like shooting the shit and like it, you come out of your shell during it a little bit. And I think it's nice for you to actually have people over because you are tra- trapped in this box so often just by yourself. I mean, it's a it's a nice box, but yeah, I'm trapped in it for sure. And I mean, so many other disabled people probably feel the same way. So it's nice to know. Like, I, I like hearing from you because I don't think we've talked about that explicitly, like that we, that it is so much more than just, I'm going to jerk you off and then leave. And so, I mean, with some sex workers, it literally has been that for them and that's fine. But this feels... It just feels nice to know that you understand as a worker, there's more to our relationship than just I'm going to jerk off and go. Because I think for me, uh, with a lot of other workers that I've worked with, I would let them call the shots. I would let them decide how we're going to run it because I was scared. And so with you and I, because we've gone past those things, I can I can kind of relax into my disability a little bit more and that feels nice. It feels it just it feels safe, which is something I think for a lot of disabled people when we engage in sex, feeling feeling safe inside your body to just be with another person is really hard. Yep. And so with you it's been it's been really nice to 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 push my own boundaries, but also do it in a way where it's alright if it has to be done a different way. Um my next question is gonna be about because my questions keep disappearing. Uh, wow, we pretty much we're almost done the questions. So, <laughs> so my last question to you then is, 
Was there anything about our sex together that surprised you? Or was you were like, whoa, this feels weird or good or fun or... Surprise me. Uh, there isn't a lot of things about sex surpri- that surprise me anymore. Um... I think the how eager you are to please me surprised me a little bit. Um, I'm so used to a lot of my clients that it's really it revolves about about what what feels good for them. Um, but you focus on me almost more than the focus that you put on yourself. So that that was a little bit surprising for me. I mean, and I, I, to be honest with you, I think I think. Part of that is my own journey with ableism and my own journey with like I have to please this person because if I don't please this person, then I'm bad at sex or then I've failed or then I, it's then this person's gonna think oh he's just disabled so he can't do anything so I have to be that's why sometimes when we hang out I'm so eager because and now that I know that you know that I'm gonna like scale it back a little bit. Well, and that's like it is something like sometimes I'm telling you slow down like take your time you don't have to like try and take it all at once we've got time and like enjoy the moment that you're in instead of like trying to push forward to that that moment that you're trying to reach like let the climax come i mean and i think i think this is i think again this can be totally played into disability we're trying to reach that next moment because for me anyway for me personally i don't want to miss anything i don't want to i want it i want to have all of the trappings about what quote good sex is supposed to be and what I enjoy with you is and now that I know all this I'm gonna the session we're about to have will be extra slow um <laughs> but now that I know all this I'm it, it also allows me to take a breath take a breath like sex is waves like go for that climax but just before you reach it come back down like enjoy it as you're in it and really let the session build instead of like going for the gold right off at the beginning it's like go for a bronze and then go for that silver and then go for a gold but stop just before it and then go for the gold like it's really set it up so that you both have a really enjoyable time i mean i actually want to go for that not neither neither bronze silver or gold but the participation ribbon nobody wants a participation ribbon in sex (laughs) i'm okay with it all right um is there anything from our sex that you or from our sessions together that you've taken and that implemented with other clients or implemented with in other parts of your life uh i've actually like mellowed out a little bit more with my other uh clients now um you've allowed me to like be a little bit more confident in myself when I'm with clients. So instead of being the John shield, when I show up, I'm a little bit more goofy and uh, just a little bit more comfortable overall. Oh, that's so nice to hear. I'm so glad that, that my weird awkwardness helped that come out of you. Um, So my last question, do you think sex with me is the best disabled sex you've ever had? Well, since it's the only disabled sex I've ever had, I would have to say yes. But I'm open to trying with others so that I can compare. (laughs) Wow. A pros. Okay. (laughs) On that weird, stingy note. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, John Giel, it was such a pleasure to have you on today. And I know you were nervous before we hit record. So thank you for stepping out of your comfort zone and talking to me about our sessions and allowing other people to hear the importance of sex workers and disability. And I'm so honored to have done all this with you. And and I, I just wanted to say thanks and I appreciate you coming on today. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on the podcast. And also thank you for cleaning your desk off before I got here. (laughs) Listen, listen, um, how can the people get a hold of you and follow your work as John Shields? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at John Shield Triple X. Um, you can also reach out on my Rentman, which is also the same tag handle, or you can email me at John Shield at gmail.com.
Oh, John Shield Triple X at gmail.com. All right, John Shield, this was an amazingly fun and flirty time. Um, thanks so much for coming on Disability After Dark, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye, guys. Okay, Disability After Dark listeners, that's another show for this week. Thank you so much for continuing to help shine a bright light on issues around disability, sexuality, and everything in between. Really, really appreciate it. It really means the world that you keep coming back and clicking. I see all the numbers go up every week when you listen, and I really, it means so much to me that this show has kept going for so long, and people love it so much, and I really, it means so much to me that you keep listening. So thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to www. AndrewGerza.com, where you can see some of my writing, some of the videos that I've been in, and you can book me to come speak at your next event through my website. If you want to follow me on social media, I've just changed my social media handles. So my new social media handles for both Instagram and Twitter are at GerzaGrams. That's G-U-R-Z-A-G-R-A-M-S. So like Instagram, but GerzaGram. I thought it was funny. And I like alliteration, so that's what my new handles are. Follow me there on Insta and Twitter. Or you can follow the podcast specifically at DisAftDarkPod. I also started a new um, sexual sexuality and disability justice Twitter. Andrew Gerza XXX is my sexuality and disability Twitter handle. That way I can focus, I can focus on the Gerzagram one more about disability-centric stuff, and on the Andrew Gerza XXX one, I can focus more on um, sexuality specifically and disability specifically. So you can follow me all those places. It was a bit rambly, I know, but I want to let you know all the info. You can follow me all there. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for our next for another episode. Bye! P.S. I'm really bad at, intro, at outros, but here it is. There it is. Thanks. Bye! Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations, with music by Chris Ujiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music, are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright 2019